0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Dipshit Files episode 47. Uh-huh. I'm Mrs. Scriptkeeper.
1: And I'm Mr. Scriptkeeper.
0: And today we have a little bit of a different format.
1: Uh-oh. Yeah. I don't like
0: change.
1: <laughs> what sort of format did you have in mind well, since you're driving?
0: this, this today's episode is going to be slightly different. Now, I had ideas for this week's episode, mm-hmm. uh, and I cast them aside during a conversation that Uh-oh. you and I were having. And just recently, and so many different topics came up. So this is going to be kind of like a mishmash. We're going to revisit a few things. We're going to talk a little bit about um, current events. Right. And I wanted to interview you, if that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to talk to you. Reluctantly, yes. I'd like Uh, to talk to you about a few things. Okay. And things that we've received some emails and some messages uh, hinting at some interest in different things. So
1: I'm the dipshit today, guys.
0: I wouldn't say that you're <laughs> the dipshit. Um, but I do want to talk about a few essential topics. And it really, it, it does apply to the dipshit files in, as a whole.
1: All right, well, I'll turn my dipshittery up to 11 on the other side of this. this episode's about me <laughs> and also our show and about we talked before this and and mm-hmm. some I said must have said something and you did like, no let's do this show you're, now yeah okay. I was
0: like okay this is what I want to do
1: I'm such a blowhard I have no idea what it was so well, well see
0: we're all going to learn
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> myself included what do I think about the world I don't know let's
0: find out what I record well the <laughs> as as our listeners know the dipshit files covers many topics yeah but fundamentally those topics Pretty much uh, they they lead us down to the foundation of belief, lead us down to a a foundation of um, delusion. Yeah. Yeah, And credulity, credulity. And so this is, I guess, the foundation of our topic today. Um but it's really not. But that's one of the main points. Okay. And so, so I'm a
1: credulous nutneck is what you're saying. <laughs> no. I like I like where this show's going, guys. I'd say I'd say strap in, get the popcorn. Uh my wife's gonna roast her husband. No. And he deserves it.
0: There's we've received uh, real quick
1: though, uh, thank you for buying the books, uh the first Lilac City Nightmare books. Oh. They just the pre-orders are out uh, as of yesterday uh yes fucking thank you guys wow yes anyway, back to where we're talking
0: absolutely about. Yeah,
1: holy fuck scatcast.com if you want to check out what we're talking about
0: yeah the uh, interactive scat books oh man so, so excited fun. anyway so fun yeah um Back to me. <laughs> Back to so me. Oh. we've received some emails and some messages over the past year since we're just about well, almost a year yeah, in with the Dipshit, dipshit Files. files yep. And these individuals, I wasn't sure exactly how to answer them. Right. So today's episode, we've I've reserved this to answer some of those questions. Cool. Yeah. So this should and, be fun. Yeah. Well, we've shared a bit about our personal um, thoughts on the world. Um, Throughout all of these episodes and those that are listening are kind of piecing some things together about our worldview.
1: Right. Should I hate these people? Should I like these people? And
0: how and how we move forward with our lives. Just make me laugh. And so (laughs) what I would like to do is to shed a little bit of light and be a little more transparent about some things. I know it makes you nervous. Makes me nervous, too. I don't mind. Uh, Not with these
1: people. These people are generally pretty... There might be a couple who are like, I'm (laughs) telling
0: on somebody, I don't know. I'm telling on mom.
1: To whom, exactly. Yeah,
0: well, you know, and I I became very transparent in the uh, What is Witchcraft episode. And that's something that made me very uncomfortable to start. And I realized, a little interesting tidbit, during that process, when I was answering these questions... Um I became nervous because I wasn't I was afraid of being judged by the listener but in actuality my nervousness was happening pre-judgment, which made me realize I was judging myself right and so that was a very interesting thing was like why so I'm prejudging for anybody who might be listening right and it, it really just kind of shed some light on my own psyche and my own insecurities. And I was like, don't ever do that again, Monique. <laughs> Come on now. You know, so I found I, I gained a lot from that episode. Good. And I would like to um, don't put
1: me on the spot now. Put you on the spot. Fuck.
0: Yeah. And there's a few things that I would like to ask. And some of it does stem from a few questions that we've gotten in emails. It comes and to this, sort of does it? It does. This
1: is the end of the SkyCast Network. is this today the end. All right.
0: My only friend, the end. <laughs> you son of a cunt that's going to ask me questions again. So. Right. I, I,
1: I haven't done interviews since way back in the day. People don't ask me questions. I like to ask other people questions.
0: Well, today is the day. Ugh. And the Dipshit Files is the platform. Okay. So, we're going to begin. All right. On a beautiful spring day. Tell me about your mother. May 1st.
1: That's okay. We're talking about my mother. Yes. Oh, Lord.
0: There was a, a baby boy born to um, a woman and a man <laughs> in yeah. Boise, Idaho. Yeah. And that baby boy was the apple of his mother's eye. Oh, boy. This child was raised in this family of love and appreciation. There um, was some good love in there. Yeah.
1: Mainly the mom. She was the loving one.
0: He was brought up by these uh, amazing parents that developed this human into this very thoughtful and Mm. loving person that he has become. And he's um, highly artistic. He's very creative. uh, Funny as fuck. And Mm. really, really loyal and loving. And this man I'm talking about is Zach Flannery. He is my husband. Um. And I would like to ask you a few questions. Okay. About About my mom.
1: (laughs) Tell me about your mother. About my my dead mother.
0: Well, part of what our our conversation was stemming from a few things that happened over the past, well, months. But really, a few key things happened this week in um, the social media atmosphere and and articles and videos and things that we were looking at. So I think what I would like to do is start off with my first question.
1: I'm against it. (laughs) I'm against it. For well,
0: for for any of our listeners uh, for, of the Dipship Files, I'm sure most of you are aware that we have several shows that we put out. We put out a show a day.
1: Basically. Um, during a different, the work week, yeah.
0: Yeah, during the work week. So Mondays are typically, there's it's reserved for patrons only, but mm-hmm. then Tuesday through Friday, we have something different to offer everybody. Yeah, So... In these shows, you cover different topics, you cover uh, different perspectives, everything from uh, comedy, dark humor, to just the asinine nature of humanity. Dipshit Files, we cover credulity and belief and mm-hmm. psychosis. And then in JAR, uh, you guys talk about you know, everyday events, you talk about your perspectives on things. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little bit of something for everybody.
1: I'm sick of me too, if that's where you're going. yeah. <laughs> so, no, I'm I've, super sick of me.
0: <laughs> there's so, so much of what we publish at, on its face is just entertainment. It's humor and yeah, it's fun. Escapism. Exactly. However, for those that like to think a little bit deeper and dig a little bit deeper into what it is we're publishing,
1: I say terrible shit.
0: <laughs> there's some, there's underlying messages. There's underlying perspectives. Yeah. Um, and some of those can seem confusing and clashing to individuals. I think now,
1: yeah.
0: I'm curious.
1: It's the sacred cow thing. That's what you want to talk about. Isn't
0: One of it? the things I want to talk okay. about is the sacred cow thing. Yes, because
1: we do go after them all, huh?
0: All every show we've got goes after them. Yeah. and that is something that I would like to bring up now.
1: It makes for weird, like people that would normally be my allies in life, where like I agree with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They might have a sacred cow, right. Government or God or whatever, and right. it's like, well. I offended them to the point where I'm their enemy
0: right well okay so that was uh that was a question down a bit but let's go okay. ahead and start with that let's oh, I'm start sorry, with I don't the, want to drive mm-hmm. no 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 that's all right so I'm this curious. is why people don't
1: interview me they're like oh no I think. <laughs>
0: it's hard to interview an interviewer yeah. um, because then you're battling but uh, sacred cows let's let's discuss this first of all what is a sacred cow
1: it's things that people it's where our cognitive dissonance lies. It's mm-hmm. where uh, we can't see that we're being irrational, mm-hmm. perhaps, or mm-hmm. that our belief is based on stuff that we can't prove, and we couldn't really orate to anyone else to prove to, to recruit them in any other mm-hmm. way than to, like, scare them or to use propaganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really just a big belief system that you, no matter what, you believe it. And mm-hmm. no matter what kind of things people throw at you, Logic wise or mm-hmm. evidence wise, it's bulletproof basically. Those okay. sacred cows. Um, I had a bunch, of... I mean, we all have them, and so, I still have them. So,
0: I'm would sure. you say that sacred cows aren't exactly, um, would you say that it's not just uh, your standard sacred cows like religion? Would you say uh, that yeah. it's not just that? Then we probably all have
1: our personal sacred cows, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, there's the main ones, but uh, you know, religion and, and belief in government specific government systems or government in general is a mm-hmm. sacred cow uh, but there's other things there's all sorts of different superstitions that we have mm-hmm. um, our faith in you know infallible human systems I think we have some of those mm-hmm. kind of things industries and okay. whatever but so
0: it's not just religion
1: no I, I okay. like to go after people that have taken themselves too seriously mm-hmm. like that's the thing I'm always trying to be on my own self about it's like how much am I taking myself too seriously? right uh, which, uh, I don't know how good I am at that, but I like to go after people that are taking themselves too seriously, who want to interfere in other people's lives where it's obvious that they don't have expertise, mm-hmm. where it's it's obvious that they don't even have control over their life and understanding of how their world is, mm-hmm. but they want to tell other people how to be. Uh, I like to go after them if I can, you know, if I can find a clever... I mean, they write the jokes for themselves or their scenarios because mm-hmm. they're, you know, uh, we all know those kind of bureaucratic... Uh, You know, I know what's best for you because Mm -hmm. I'm in this position of power mentality. Um, Yeah, I like to go after those people. I like to go after people that uh, are wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, morally, in my view, or, you know, and and maybe want (laughs) to recruit people onto their side for some reason. But I don't know. So
0: is anything off limits? So I make a
1: lot of friends. Is is
0: anything off limits?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, my belief systems are for sure on the table and you would think that's what would be Mm -hmm. off limits. my own personal tastes, I don't like to go, I don't like to do jokes very often if there's there's like kid stuff and Mm -hmm. and sexual, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't like the pedophile jokes and that stuff Mm -hmm. that much. I stay away from it as much. I probably have a hundred of them though in the show. I don't know. But I do as few as possible. Um, I don't know. There's no... Because the the biggest sacred cows are the ones that I make the most enemies off of, if Mm -hmm. you could say enemies, or the people that would take it and be like, oh, this guy's an asshole, and he probably worships the devil, or he probably is a fucking anarchist that wants to burn down everything, you know, whatever, Right, is government and... Religion, so okay. those are the two that.
0: Well, those if I go
1: after Christianity, those there's some people really are. Just are like, the, oh, he probably eats babies, and he said he likes the devil now.
0: Right. Well, those really are the biggest sacred cows that we have here in the U.S. specifically. Well, actually, right. <laughs> worldwide, really. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I know there's individuals out there because they've actually, um, spoken up that are on the fence, wondering if you really are just an asshole, <laughs> and so. It's I, weird
1: because my mom didn't raise me to be the way that I am in public. <laughs>
0: like, I say I'm sorry to my
1: mom all the time, and I mean it, man. Like, right. when I first started doing radio, and I did a show similar to this uh, just on public radio mm-hmm. in my town and, mm-hmm. and was out in a few places, my mom helped me in my life a lot. She mm-hmm. was around a lot. My mom fucking... <laughs> she wanted to be my mom until the day. She, you know, she
0: was <laughs> She was your mother yeah, until that she took her last breath. I was her
1: only child. She, yep. she had a lot of, you know miscarriages Mm -hmm. she she was a grieving mom yes I mean I think about that all the time it's like that explains so much Mm -hmm. of the madness of my mom is that she lost 12 babies or something and she would have loved them all Mm -hmm. she would have been a perfect mom for a dozen kids you know yeah but instead I got all that shit Mm -hmm. and all that love but she would come with me to the radio station sometime before I met you just Mm -hmm. I mean this was right around the same time that I met you is when I was Mm -hmm. doing uh the very first radio stuff um but I remember you know, I'd sit in the car and I'd listen to the, the show because a lot of times I'd pre record them. Most of the time I'd pre record them and then I'd, you know, I'd either put a CD in and push play and then I'd go sit in the car and listen to it and see, you know, how it's going. Or mm-hmm. I'd be in the booth and I'd, do, I'd switch the discs and stuff or whatever. Or she would do it. My mom did it a couple I times. I remember
0: that. Yeah, yeah, she'd go down
1: there and it's like, Mom, I I, I just got done with the show. I'm exhausted. Could yeah. you do this? And she's like, Oh, hell yeah. Could I love you it.
0: upload this? Yeah, exactly.
1: But then she'd listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, why do you have to say things like that? Oh. You know, I mean, she's like, that was, you know, I, I also, you know, she liked my insight. Mm-hmm. And she would say, you know, mom things where she's like, right. oh, I really like that. But, you know, do you have to call them cunts? Your delivery. She never heard me calling anyone a cunt, I don't think. As soon as she died, I'm like, everyone's a cunt. Come to my house. I'm cunt guy. I say cunt now. I think it's fucking Australia, and I'm calling people cunts now. So my mom's dead. You're all cunts. (laughs) Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about. Well,
0: basically, uh, there's individuals out there that have, um, well, basically prejudged you and they think that you're an asshole oh yeah
1: right and so that's fair i think well but my mom did my mom was sweet and she raised me to be a nice kid like i was Mm -hmm. uh the kid that kind of i mean i was i was a big kid Mm -hmm. i was always tall i was taller than everyone always Mm -hmm. until i got into basketball and it was different when i went to nationals and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but that's the only time ever but i still was the the kid that was bullied a lot Mm -hmm. it wasn't until i was uh you know a football guy and people were just kind of naturally intimidated by the, the muscly big guy. Mm-hmm. But when you're a little kid and you're not muscly, you're just big. Mm-hmm. They're like, can I kick this guy's ass? And you know, three or four of them, it was just my, my life it was like three or four of these little fuckers are going to jump on me. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to hurt be, me. Yeah. yeah. Not really too bad, but, but mainly just pick. It was your me.
0: psyche. Yeah.
1: I was, I was an only child. I always felt like everyone knew everything about everything and I knew nothing. And so I was always like, Oh fuck, I need to figure out all this shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Cause they've got a, f- a thousand up on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I was like that. Somebody said the archetype. It's probably like Carl Jung or something, mm-hmm. but it's like the bridge builder or something where yeah. I just want to be like, no, you should play with this kid because uh, you guys have the similar interests, you know? Yeah. And that's how I was. And a lot of the kids were like, fuck you, <laughs> Mr. Helpy Helper fuck. Get the fuck on the bottom of my foot. Here's my boot for you. Uh, right, right. You know, and it was weird. So that's. My personality is to be nice mm-hmm. and to and to put my foot in my mouth for p- other people, too, where it's like, oh, don't say that shit. Right. Oh, God, what are you doing? Right. I hear you. You know, mm-hmm. and then I'm on the radio and then I'm on whatever going mm-hmm.
0: and the cunts in fucking Congress. This guy's <laughs> got a tiny cunt. You know, I don't know. Well, so. see, and the reason I asked that question is because when it did come across my desk, I was quite surprised um, because the individual that I know is the kindest biggest hearted human oh, don't tell ever that. no i well i'm your Sociopathic wife evil. i'm your I'm evil. wife <laughs> and you are very very kind um never want to hurt anyone's feelings ever no you don't want to make people uncomfortable ever i
1: don't hurt fe- animals feelings. ever
0: i know so you're <laughs> <Even> very more <laughs> you're very very kind no. you're a kind human um and so the thing with your programming your your shows that you put out there.
1: It's like, why does he do that? Why am I compelled to be the way I am when I'm not that way? Well, see, yeah.
0: the thing is, you are that way. Uh, I think a lot of it gets lost in translation because it's there's a lot of humor. There's a lot of comedy. And you're the one that told me there's never... There's always a victim in comedy yeah, and that's what makes it comedy. If there's no victim, then there is no comedy. It's not
1: funny. A lot of people that try and censor comedy, they're like, that's just not funny. It's like, well, it is because of the the victim. Right. You're trying to make things that have no victim funny.
0: Right. So that's why you're not funny. And I think (laughs) that's why some individuals might take offense to some of the things you say, Right. but it's not very common. I'm not saying that this is common. It's just something that has come up. And so there might be some offense taken because there's always a victim in comedy. Yeah. Um, and I know that if this is something that came across your email, you'd be like, oh no, <laughs> right. I didn't mean to hurt anybody's feelings because that's who you are as a person. Right. However, circling back around to the sacred cow thing, um, the, the, the topics that people have questioned or may have taken offense to Jesus. are those sacred cows. Yeah. And sometimes it's... Uh, It's been um, political discussion. Sometimes it's been religious discussion. Actually, it's just been those two things. Yeah, it really is. So as far as religion goes, Mm -hmm. my next question is, where do you stand with religion? I love it. It's my
1: favorite. I believe in all of them.
0: (laughs) They're all my favorite. I'd like to know where you stand. Because I know you identify as an atheist. Kind of. Yeah. But where do really you, you stand? want you want? Oh, I, where do you stand?
1: It's that's private. Uh, <laughs> I'm so very private a person. Um, I want people to be better at cooperating. Cooperate better. That's my religion. And I think that to alleviate suffering is our, our job as human society. We want people to suffer less. That is the whole fucking point of banding together. Right. right. And these sacred cows make it so weird. Mm-hmm. Like government's like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll help you, but you have to do these things. And, mm-hmm. and, and religions like that too. Like the mission is like, hey, you can have a sandwich, but wait, we got to tell you about the story of Job first. Yes. We first, we must, let me tell you about blah, 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 please. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is. Here's your sandwich after that. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's... Weird, Mm -hmm. and you know, governments like that too. It's like we'll help you out, but you got to do all this stuff, and and we kind of, you're not allowed to have a man in the house now if you're a single mom. It's like they incentivize you not to be married. They're like, Mm -hmm. we'll help you out, but your kids are going to really look at this in a weird way in the future, Mm -hmm. and they're they're not going to benefit just because.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because so we have some
1: experts that are part of our sacred cow, and and we can't really tell them they're wrong because. Mm That makes the whole thing fall apart. So we're just going with it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what all these sacred cows do. And that's why I think comedians just it's a fucking you're not doing like George Carlin, I think, said it best. It's like you're not doing anything. Maybe you're a little clever. Maybe I'm a little clever, but I'm never really that clever. (laughs) But all I'm doing is I'm turning a mirror mainly at myself Mm because I'm a a creature of this Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm engulfed in it but it's turning a mirror on society and saying hey look at this real quick your religion that you call the thing of like good and, and all mm-hmm. of morality and stuff look what it did yeah. look at the hole that mm-hmm. your this man made idea had and made mm-hmm. and it's just such a easy thing to do if mm-hmm. if you're in a, a podcaster well <laughs> but if you're not afraid to piss people off
0: well isn't that and which i am and that's just it <laughs> i don't know why by, i do this i'm compelled by nature you don't like to upset people no. by nature you are the guy that's like no 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 don't say that you're gonna put your foot in your mouth yeah. you're that individual but if, Yet, I'm, if I'm thrown <clears> in the conversation <throat> mm-hmm. if i threw
1: myself in the conversation right this is what comes out exactly it's a contrarian but not i don't i don't feel like an it's, irrational contrarian
0: it's not irrational contrarian not. well you know and and as our listeners know, you and I are married mm-hmm. um, and we've been married for almost 15 years and you see the world in a specific way. Uh, it's ever changing and morphing as you grow as a human and something that I deeply appreciate about you because I strive to be that same way and. Um, my view on things is different than your view on things yeah. um, in in not in all ways but in a lot of ways we look at things different yeah. um, I'm I'm consider myself I guess a, a heathen or, or a, a not really even a pagan uh i study paganism um but i'm a a heathen by nature i guess and
1: you are an interesting interesting human being (laughs) you have so many facets to you that if people i should be interviewing you but there's people would love to know about all the cool stuff you do
0: there's just this uh when it comes to religion i have a challenge with religion um and i and i experience this challenge quite often from my perspective uh, speaking with other, because I'm a practicing witch as mm-hmm. well, and speaking with other witches, there's individuals that have brought religion, organized religion, into their witchcraft.
1: Yeah, and this well, there's is, symbolism in the Bible that that can be interpreted in a absolutely. specific way. Absolutely, Torah. And things, there's yeah. it's
0: very interesting to me because it's, Our
1: ancestors were pretty smart. It's they were a, pretty smart,
0: but I have a I have a challenge with that. I find myself challenged because I uh, I guess I'm. Uh, contrarian as well yeah you know these individuals that have brought (laughs) that have brought witchcraft and christianity judeo-christianity whatever you want to call it when they've brought those two things together it's been something that i've had a hard time embracing because i don't understand how uh fundamentally the religion of christianity is what has just tried to (laughs) wipe the witch off the face of the earth right and so something that could be so dangerous so so oppressive and so negative, how they can incorporate that into their spiritual practice is something that I've had a hard time with. It's almost like
1: a stoic thing where it's like, oh, just go with it, you know, just embrace it and take it. I don't know. Maybe.
0: So, and then, and this, this is not supposed to be uh, my perspective day. I wanted to throw that in there because you and I have a beautiful balance. Um, But I understand where you're coming from in a lot of ways. Uh, I do have technically my own sacred cows we all do um but i don't i don't know if they would be considered sacred cows because i don't get mad if they're questioned i don't get mad if they're challenged i don't i'm not offended do you challenge them i try to
1: then they're not sacred cows
0: okay like a sacred cow
1: is something that is off limits in a lot of ways Maybe not in every way, but... Okay. You know, with, so with I guess religion, I'm trying
0: to understand what this, what that is. Right. Well, with re- Nothing is off limits with me, I don't think. Okay. I, I don't think.
1: If your viewpoint can shift
0: dramatically... O- always. From yeah.
1: completely... If you can entertain the idea that, that what you think is completely wrong, even if you've invested your life into it, mm-hmm. then it's not a secret camp. I'm
0: always looking for but that. But if you
1: can't adjust, <laughs> if you can't imagine adjusting... Like, think about... Back to Christianity, because it's everyone knows mm-hmm. and everyone's part of it in this country or knows somebody that's part of it.
0: Well, it's on the money for God's sake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, You you lose a lot if you decide that that sacred cow is no longer valid and it doesn't make things make sense to you. you Christianity? Lose, yeah. Yeah. The moment you decide, even if you're in a mellow family of Christians mm-hmm. that are not, so they go to church on the, the okay, you know, the, a few days of, a year.
0: Twice a year, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Right. but they they care
1: about it. They talk about it.
0: Christmas and Easter,
1: mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you lose everything when yeah. it comes to your social your your social circles if it's you know a moderate level, mm-hmm. and it depends on the size of town you live mm-hmm. in. Because if it's a town where it's ninety five percent goes to this church, or mm. these two churches, right? You you become an outsider immediately, which is not like the one thing people pretend in this fucking country. They pretend that they like rebels. They pretend that they like outsiders. They pretend that they like whistleblowers and mm-hmm. pretend they like all these people that are like going against the grain and mm-hmm. the stand alone and all the shit. They do not. Really? Society does not like them. Oh. Society fucking hates them. Okay. And calls them names. and cry. If you read history, those people that stand out get fucking hammered to shit. And then you uh, don't even know their names a
0: lot of the time because they're you're not right. remembered. Now that I think, okay, that makes sense. So good luck. I don't know where my point is. Your point is... Uh, where am I going with uh, this? Whack-a-mole. Yeah, whack-a-mole. Pop your head up, you get smacked.
1: Yeah, so that's the world <laughs> we live in. I, I'm not sure where I was going with that, though, so maybe I'm lost.
0: Well, I do have a couple I have a couple things here that are... It's all going to tie together. Okay. <laughs> but there was another question...
1: That's why people don't interview me. They're like, what the fuck was that about? The, there was
0: another question that came across my desk, um, and I think you may have answered it directly, um, but there's. I, I would like to expand on it a little bit. You have a lot of characters in your shows. <laughs> yeah. uh, all of these characters, specifically, well, David and Angus and Scatcast, mm-hmm. all of the characters are played by you, um, and all of the voices come from you, and these personality traits they all come from you. Right. So, as your character development uh, progresses, each individual is so different. Which one do you relate to the most? <laughs> Which one do you relate to the most? Or, or three? Which three? Which three? Which three?
1: I can. I don't know how to answer that. I can answer it in a couple ways. I love uh, being Gunner the mm-hmm. most because it's so dismissive of what you're supposed to be. So it's a really fun way to be. Uh, okay. It's against my, fam- my upbringing and the way I was. So it's mm-hmm. the most directly against my mom and, uh, and my father's family. And uh, you know what I mean? It's the most whatever. But it also gets, lets me explore the most. But as far as me personally, man, I mean, being a credulous nudneck that I am, I think Angus for sure is a lot me, where I just, a lot of times, you get overzealous and excited in life, mm-hmm. and you're like, yay! And so you don't necessarily make all the best decisions, and I, I relate to him the most with that, because it's like, I don't know why I said this, but here I am, <laughs> fucking, I could either be like, sorry or not. And sometimes, you know, most of the time in my real life, I would say sorry, but I guess... A lot of me wants to be like fuck it, whatever. I guess I'm not now. I'll <laughs> deal with it. You want to punch me? Fine. I guess I deserve it. Right. I'm not going to go down without punching you either. Right.
0: <laughs> so and that one. And go ahead. Sorry. There's uh, one more.
1: You know, you're me. Everything's dumb. The wizard also probably the wizard and, and Liam the Monster Hunter because it's like he wants to do cool things and be cool i guess but Mm -hmm. it's also like yeah you're probably not good and cool though you're probably dipshit you know like i'm gonna try and do this thing that the masters did before me you're like i baked a cake and it's like does it look like a cake no it doesn't because i did it that's my (laughs) version of a cake it tastes similar to cake but it's not good and it looks really bad so i don't know maybe that but i don't know i probably i don't know how to answer it well
0: so is it safe to say that oh oh, i
1: know abe senior Get oh. the fucking... Get your hands off my... Fill in the food that I like.
0: Yeah. Stay don't off my, my... Fill in the thing that I like. Fill in own. the blank.
1: Yeah. Stay off my Wi-Fi signal. Stay off my lawn. You're going too fast for me. I, all that. I will be that guy when I'm old. So maybe... You're, you're not most. that
0: guy now because you share everything.
1: No, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to everybody forgetting my name. I and think I'm going just it's be an old guy. Just like, <coughs> I don't like the robots any more than my wife these days. Mm. I don't like the fast food that's so fast. I just don't even taste it no more.
0: Anyway. Well and this it's so funny get off my get off my lawn guy Today is actually the guy that talks his wife down from screaming "Get off my lawn" when people are actually on our lawn.
1: Right. So that's true. You. I'll have to change a lot, I guess. Wife,
0: wife, please be nice.
1: You've been that way for a while.
0: I've. I think since I've known you, I came to this planet that way. (laughs) Get
1: off my. Get off my my lawn. Get out of my space.
0: Yes, leave me alone.
1: I don't trust you, and I don't want to try. And
0: I hate robots. (laughs) Um, So, is it safe to say then? Uh, These characters, these characters that you have developed for these shows, they all carry a bit of an aspect of your psyche.
1: Mm -hmm. They're all unredeemable. (laughs) I I don't know. Like I'm, I'm the creature of contemporary culture of, I mean, my parents babysitter was like, you know, it's expensive to send him to daycare, Mm -hmm. but TV's really cheap. Oh. And you know, we can just take him to work and he's a good kid. Like, he's that little bridge builder guy that's like, oh, there's nothing to build, so I'll just go in the corner and be quiet. And that's my, that is me. I'll just mm-hmm. ma- I'm going to figure out, I'm going to draw, I'm going to make a video game cover. Mm-hmm. I used to draw like thousands of video game covers on three by five cards. To, that's all I wanted to do is make video games when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what I would do. And, and so I was influenced by like Perry Mason and Voltron. And, uh, and <laughs>
0: well, all there's the a mix for you.
1: I watched so much TV as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. that's the one. I watched an interview with Rob Zombie and I've I've always felt just this kinship with Rob Zombie because it's like dude This guy's making movies, but instead of making like his film school was making music videos and and before I knew that with him I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make my film school making music videos for my band mm-hmm. I just didn't get to do it as much because I took a different job and a mm-hmm. little route But it was just all these little things. He drew cartoons. he had an animation thing and it's like fuck man that's like that's what my whole brain is. It's like his mm-hmm. brain and stuff. And it's he still like, he likes metal. And I came from that world and I obviously grew up listening to him and stuff. But it was funny. Cause he's just like, I watched a fuck load of TV mm-hmm. that it's nothing exciting at all. I had mm-hmm. weird parents check over here. <laughs> like he had circus parents. Mm-hmm. My parents did dog show stuff. You want to talk about circus people. That is fucking the circus too. Right. But right. with dogs, all dogs and cats, cat people are also this way. But uh, I watch so much TV. And so, like, you know, a lot of the humor that I have is based around what people would understand if they watch TV, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, throughout the 80s, 90s, two thousand, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. So it's a lot of that. Uh, You know, I think a lot of people draw comparisons with the characters that I make with other characters. Right. They exist. Like, you know, Zap Brannigan from Futurama and Gunnar Halifax are natural, like, Brothers? I yeah basically because i fucking love futurama mm-hmm. but they couldn't get away with like you know the dumb the lowbrow humor and they're all harvard you know yale educated mm-hmm. you know dons or oxford dons and shit uh so they wouldn't stoop to that anyway but uh where i like to go where i live i live where they would never even go
0: please. well that that leads me to my next question so scatcast as a platform um there's There's a lot of plans for SCATCAST as a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the main things, though, is creating cartoons, yeah uh, for the characters f- in the other shows, not the dipship files, but for the other shows or jar yeah and um exactly. Imagine
1: animating Shaden and Jeff. That'd be fun <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've drawn a cartoon of Jeff before,
0: but uh, it's so the focus is is creating cartoons, and we're moving our way that direction. Now, I do know. Specifically, knowing you the way that I do, advertising is going to be a challenge um, for SCATCast because of the nature of the subject matter, the delivery. It's because of me. Because of you, yeah. yeah. It's basically because of you. Now, I'm just curious, um, when it comes to advertisers, we've been approached by a few. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to advertisers, where do you stand on that? I know that you are... Uh, I can speak from the bottom of my heart you're a man of principle. Oh, thanks. Um and you don't bend to um, monetary influence and you never have.
1: I've been broke most of my life <laughs> and have a rich dad.
0: So, and that's and that's something that I I'd like for you to touch on. Um what it, what are your plans for Scatcast as a um, as as a platform,
1: aside from world domination, uh, <laughs> right? No. I. You know, it's the same kind of thing that I tried to do with uh, the magazine that I ran. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now I'm trying to just build an audience and and make it so that you and I can do stuff and mm-hmm. and uh, grow that. But the p- the plan is to have a network because mm-hmm. I have. I mean, you guys have been we in the entertainment world for so long. I have, have so many one. talented friends. You right, have one. Right. But I mean, like, where I, I have people that aren't me oh. on the shows that are out on our network. Okay. Um, you know, I liked, when I worked for Time Suck, I liked talking to Dan about that, because he had mm-hmm. some ambitions that way. And, and before I got with Time Suck, I, I had an idea for a local podcast network mm-hmm. for Spokane. Right. That, you know, <clears throat> I, I moved a few pieces around to get there. I was doing my podcasts and stuff, and I had a couple. hmm um, but Where David
0: Angus was born.
1: Yeah, David Angus yeah. were definitely hanging mm-hmm. out there. Um, they were, yeah. And then uh, the idea would be to bring on other shows that are similar to SCATCast in a way. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to have other voice actors doing stuff mm-hmm. on the SCATCast network. Or it doesn't even have to be, like, I can't imagine <laughs> being like, hey, I, you're a real talented person. I've got a, a network that's based around poop.
0: <laughs> you want to you wanna
1: sign up and be part of that? So what I would like to do is partner with other people and their networks and their, mm-hmm. their channel or their whatever it is and, mm-hmm. you know, just help each other. Like, there's podcasts that are from the Time Suck family that I fucking hope, you know, mm-hmm. go, well, go on in the first... There's
0: know. that bridge builder archetype that's coming well, through
1: there. It's beneficial
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because you get to meet cool people. Right. And they don't... Like, I don't... I'm not competing with anyone like, right. but I meet so many people that are competing with me or mm-hmm. that are competing with other people mm-hmm. that, and they're kind of obsessed with it uh, where it makes for zero potential for friendship and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, I'm not competing with anyone I'm competing with myself period mm-hmm. and I will for the rest of my life and I don't care like I didn't come here with the same attributes as other people or the same parents or the mm-hmm. same zone and like you know maturity level at, at the certain ages it's all different mm-hmm. so my success will look different in the same Genre as someone else's, right? And it's okay, right? And so there's that, but I, you know, I end up <laughs> most of the people in all the fields that I'm in or have been in in my life journalism, them off. <laughs> yeah, well, they're all competing, they're they all just want to win over, right. over other people in like mm-hmm. a short term game. And I think the way to win, like, that's why I, instead of going to, uh, you know, this is gonna sound kind of weird probably, but. Like I knew I was good at music, mm-hmm. good enough to learn, uh, and I could sing. I was in choir and all that mm-hmm. shit, <coughs> and I loved rock and roll and mm-hmm. you know, making album covers and writing songs and stuff at a young age. I could have gone to L.A., Nashville. I w- I'm that kind of person where I could have just gone and done that. I did have a, a over... A, Abundant of mom, yeah, <laughs> and, right. which would have been tough, but um,
0: an overabundance I, of mom, <laughs> right. I could
1: have done that easily. Like it was a, it was a thing I thought about for a minute in my mm-hmm. life, and a couple times throughout. And we did, we went to California and did some stuff and blah mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. But really, it was like, no, what I want to do is. Like this, the hard thing. Yeah,
0: well, (laughs) I want to do the nearly unattainable thing.
1: (laughs) Well, but it but it made for a a really rich life. But it It, yes, it made it made it so. Like my town is where I I spent. You know, it's a big city. It's a region, and you know, and I include Seattle and Mm -hmm. and Idaho into this region that I live in. Um, But I wanted to build up other people. Right. I wanted to... Because I knew a bunch of other really cool artists. And when I started, it was like a cool... It was doing new metal and shit. Mm-hmm. And this area had a couple really cool uh, new metal-ish bands uh, that it was like, I want to fucking... Lift want, them up. I right. want other people to see them. And at least in our area, so that can... Somebody mm-hmm. might be able to help this band or this band or this mm-hmm. band. And that helps all of us. Right. But um, no, instead I chose to stick around and like you know play my music write my songs mm-hmm. uh, and I used my magazine and a lot of those things that I would do to make it so I didn't have to work a real job so I could spend every bit of time I wasn't making a magazine or interviewing another artist mm-hmm. and trying to do that stuff I was doing that stuff for me I was right. you know writing songs or making marketing and that kind of shit mm-hmm. and that was the only way I could figure out you know cuz I'll back like I don't think art and capitalism I mean I, I love free markets I love the cooperation and, and what can be done in a market system but art sits in such a weird space because mm-hmm. I fucking hate the fact that other artists especially you know I grew up with a father that's like super business savvy and taught mm-hmm. me a lot and my mom was super business savvy and I'm a moron still compared to them but I meet so many artists that are so like they're not business people and they don't want to be. They want to be artists. That's why they're artists. Right, right. And and I feel bad because they shouldn't have to. (laughs) Right. Because the reason why the people in my band are so good at what, like I'm the worst musician in my band by far (laughs) because they spent the time Uh, getting really good Mm -hmm. at their music and being musicians. I would never call myself a musician because I I didn't earn it. Mm. I played a lot on stage and I've Mm -hmm. sang a lot, but I'm not even a singer either. I'm a vocalist and a guy that plays guitar. (laughs) Uh, And I'm a songsmith, not a songwriter. But these guys, they put in that time. I put in time also like reading about accounting Mm -hmm. and reading about how to book a tour and shit. And and, and these things that took away from that art, but it, you know, it all kind of, I had more time because I didn't have to work nine to five.
0: Right. Right. And I
1: didn't spend all that energy working for some asshole. And that was mm-hmm. my cheat code was like, I'm going to lift these other artists up. <clears throat> it's going to pay me just enough to live, mm-hmm. but it, I don't have to lose my soul. Mm-hmm. And I can still write songs, you know, in a way that I don't know. I got to do things my way and not nine to five, but also very much without health care and luxury. Well,
0: and I'm just curious because you brought up an interesting point that I've heard quite a bit. Um, and I'm on both sides. Uh, of, of the fence on this thing I can see both perspectives um, What is it about A nine to five That is so soul sucking
1: Working for someone else I think Yeah I mean if they respect you mm-hmm. And it's a field that you feel challenged Or you enjoy and you want to learn mm-hmm. And you feel you know And you feel respected Right And compensated properly mm-hmm. And like you mean something Or matter to the world By doing that job Mm-hmm Fuck yeah! Nine to five is a great time to go to work. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, nine to five job at Skatcast is by way more than nine to five. But but they mean by the structured job, leaving your house, going and working for Mm -hmm. somebody. I think it's because it's not natural necessarily for us to do. I think human beings—this is just speculation, Mm whatever—but human beings evolved not to be like this. You Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. we really didn't evolve to live in societies that are this large. For one, Mm -hmm. we certainly didn't evolve to rely on each other in this kind of way right I mean it's basically magic how a pencil appears we don't we just look at a pencil it's like oh it's a pencil but it it required hundreds of fucking hands to figure out how to get that pencil to you for 99 cents for a dozen right and I don't know we're just not meant to be like this we can obviously but we we're just struggling and Mm -hmm. it's all so new and stuff but I don't know know if I have any good answers for anything. Mm. I don't know if I even answered that question. I keep getting to like a a three quarter point of an answer and then the marijuana kicks in and I'm like, like, I don't know if it's (laughs) making any sense. And I start thinking about like, do people, why why would somebody listen to me? (laughs) What do I have to say about the world that's in in any way Well, the, the question
0: that I had asked was, uh, Tell me about your perspective nine-to-five job being oh, yeah, yeah. soul-sucking. And I have... And had, I went off
1: on some tangent about the Beatles, didn't I, or n-
0: n- Well, kind of, but not really. <laughs> so I carried a nine-to-five job yeah, why for, do you think? for many years. And I have to agree with you on that one aspect, that as long as you feel appreciated, supported, uh, well-compensated, mm-hmm. and you feel like you're doing something to better the world around you, um, then that nine to five is absolutely not soul sucking. Yeah. The challenge that when they
1: disrespect you in any way, exactly. which is like, you know, regulation, HR is yeah. disrespectful in almost every way for mm-hmm. whatever good it does. It's just, it's a disrespectful conversation. It's mm-hmm. so it's wiggle words mm-hmm. and fucking not to the point, And you can't yeah. say any, you know, it's awful. Right. And so you feel disrespected as a person and right. you feel like every time I resentful I've, to the, to every the time system I've, that you live in.
0: Every time I've ever had to speak to HR and I actually filled that position at one point
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but every time I had to speak with HR it was condescending
1: yeah. it, and has, it almost has to be from its nature right 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 they're judging you based on your relationships with other humans and
0: they can't even say hey you fucked up what they say is well here's our areas of improvement yeah or here's I your hate euphemisms here's your, man your challenge your challenge points you know there's different things Fuck. so. Why
1: can't we speak properly? Right, can't we
0: just speak to each other? Right?
1: I wish we were more like engineers.
0: So, you know, here we are, back to the beginning.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, See, the robots will be good overlords. They will just speak plainly. All right, anyway.
0: Back to the beginning (laughs) um, with sacred cows. And it just goes back to that whole thing of a sacred cow to the point where we collectively as a society are having a hard time even speaking to each other. You can't be honest. And to me, that's what this interview is all about. Being honest, yeah. being transparent.
1: Yeah. Um, it's dangerous to be honest. That's, in public now. But
0: that is a problem.
1: Yeah. I can't if help humans, it. So it's going to be the way it is. If
0: you, if, all, if all humans that. cannot communicate with each other, um, and that includes speaking honestly and listening actively if we can't do those things, we're fucked.
1: Yeah, we lose what we're society fucked. should. We probably really are. Be, yeah. But
0: you know, this is not my interview. I'm, no. a, I'm just going to yeah. keep my perspective to myself. I um, share
1: that perspective. Okay. We must communicate, or and
0: and listen actively, listen actually well, hear at, and process. At, yes, you know,
1: one of the things I don't like about some of the political movements in just not just the United States, but really human thinking, I guess, mm-hmm. all over the place, is the building of new sacred casts. Yeah, uh, you know, government's been a sacred cow for people forever. Mm-hmm. They just can't picture a world without it, and it's really boring, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. It's really like you'd really imagine nobody's ever thought about outside of government how to cooperate. <laughs> and it's like we can't build roads without fucking taking taxes and shooting people. Right? Like, That's how it's got to happen. Yeah. But uh, the new sacred cows are, you know, you can't say this because it's we've created a a thing
0: that
1: -hmm. is a religion just like the other religions. And it's almost like, you know, curse words or something. It's Mm -hmm. superstitious stuff. And they can't back up any of their claims with, with actual, I mean, they can find some data somewhere, but anybody that knows anything about data knows that fucking, that's not how, that's not a great argument to make a model of things and to just throw numbers around. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not the best way to do science. Right. Uh, But you know, like the new sacred cows are annoying because Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's it's what my generation, when we were young, kind of wanted to do, too. Like, I think every generation, when you're young, you just want to, like...
0: One-up the generation before with their yeah, sacred cows. <laughs> but also, yes, yeah.
1: But, yeah. well, maybe not. They, most generations want to tear down sacred cows. They don't want to build. They don't want to... Most generations want to get more rights. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the human evolution has been not necessarily straight across, but mm-hmm. it's been mainly... People that have been oppressed by some form of totalitarian bullshit, uh, wanting more and more freedom mm-hmm. and less and less power to sacred cows. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you go through time of the Enlightenment and all these right, things, right, and right. the Industrial <laughs> Revolution helped, and mm-hmm. you know, all these Ameri- this great thinking. But this is a you know I'm part of a generation, my you know my age group's part of this too, of people that are like, no, we want to we want to take some of those rights away. We're really for uh, re- reducing the amount of privileges that y'all have Mm. because we you know even though we've had hundreds of years perhaps with some of these rights uh, we don't think you guys are good anymore (laughs) and and also we feel that we're smarter than like say Thomas Jefferson and Thomas (coughs) Paine we the contemporaries of today are much more enlightened and thoughtful and more philosophical and we have better scientific understanding which is possibly true Mm -hmm. but not necessarily uh, then Thomas Paine and, and Thomas Jefferson and the Enlightenment philosophers that founded some of these principles that were challenging. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird confident level, confidence level. And that only a sacred cow mm. could make you think such irrational things mm-hmm. about those kind of sacred cows. Like right. our country is a sacred cow. Thomas Jefferson is a sacred cow. Mm-hmm. Perhaps for me, Thomas Paine is a sacred cow because he was a cunt. He didn't really like government and he mm-hmm. didn't. Re- and he certainly didn't like the government that he came from as an Englishman, mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't like religion either. And he was kind of a bit of a pariah to everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I really like him because uh, <laughs> I felt like, yeah, my job, like my role in the world
0: mm-hmm.
1: is like, I want to make people laugh and make people feel good. The main thing is entertainment. Mm-hmm. But as a person, like I care about what th- what's fucking true. Right. I care about, you know, uh, human flourishing. Mm-hmm. I care about like what systems work mm-hmm. and i don't know i mean using things that work all the time like the scientific method should be just the first go to and and but also like being really skeptical like being knowledgeable and intelligent is very different and separate from being wise like mm, yes. i've met so many wise people that would not be considered you know intellectuals in any kind of flavor mm-hmm. but i would go to them for my my questions about like morality and wisdom and like how to live a good life right. over any of the cunts that I know that have graduated with PhDs from good schools and mm-hmm. stuff, which isn't a whole lot, but I know a few Right. and sorry to those friends. if they Your <laughs> <laughs> <their laughs> degrees don't mean nothing because you're a good person, right. but, uh, but the degrees mean nothing if they're a bad person. But right. I don't know separating those things. Like this world is like, you know, when you look at expertise, mm-hmm. you should temper that with, you know, morality, ethics, but you still want to centrally plan things. And that just means less people with less input. Uh, The fact that there's no one that's an expert to a situation that has more than a couple elements to it. Experts are important. Yes. Scientific method, the people that are the masters of it and that Mm -hmm. are, that are studying it and are part of it and are writing about it and are peer reviewing that shit are the most important people to ask. Right. But they're not the morality people Mm -hmm. and they're not the prescription people like science, is is giving us what is about the world and not what ought to be and mm-hmm. like i hate that about our planet mm-hmm. and i'm going on a fucking tangent yes
0: you are i can see it in your eyes the whole
1: premise of asking me what i think about things is a very bad idea why the
0: reason why i brought these things up to circle back around once again um we did cover credulity um and how that plays in here but mainly it was to answer some of these questions that we're getting in uh, individuals that are interested in who you are. This and can be
1: used against me in a court of law is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay.
0: Are you an asshole? Yes, I
1: think so. I don't think so. I think in personal relationships, I I care about human solidarity. I care about human flourishing. I yes. want every person to have a better life than they have yes. currently, including right. the richy riches. I want them to learn All, yeah. to, their heart to grow three sizes. and
0: Exactly. That, and I, don't and I want
1: that for myself. I want to be, right. this, by the time I die, I want to be, a thousand times smarter than I am and better.
0: And you're getting there by poking fun, poking holes, and taking the piss out of everything that people take so seriously. Poopers. <laughs> and you're doing that every day. Yeah. And which is why you end up with black sheep and um some of the some of the weird shit that you come up with on these shows. Yeah. Um and I enjoy them. I enjoy listening to you. And I know our listeners enjoy listening to you too. And hopefully they get a better perspective of who you are. You're not an asshole. I'm a madman. That's what I am.
1: I have extreme views about everything. You
0: would have to be a madman to have 18 different characters talking to you in your head uh, all the time. That's going to be used
1: against me court a lot, too. (laughs) I feel it. It's like oh, I was just doing cartoon voices. Nope, that's your per- all of your personalities. You are Gunnar Halifax. You're <laughs> going to jail. We you know how you think about things. Yep. You're going to jail.
0: You're being held accountable for somebody else's thoughts. <laughs> and it just plays back into. We, we can cycle over and over again through this, but we're right. not going sacred to. Cow, sacred cow, sacred yes, cow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, so
1: thanks for running me through the ringer. You got more questions? All right. No,
0: no, no. Actually, okay. I think that I'm done with my You've questions. It. Oh. Is it safe to say that if you have untouchable concepts that are considered sacred cows. We've said that a lot in this, in this, but if you have these concepts, you hold them on a pedestal and they're untouchable, unquestionable and unwavering. Is it safe to say that one, you can be, uh, basically categorized as a credulous individual potentially. And can it also, can we also, uh, throw out there that if you, do have these things within your life that are untouchable, unquestionable, um, that you might be limiting your growth as a human Mm -hmm. by holding on to these things. And by just testing the waters, because we've all either been there or we're doing it or we're experiencing it, as humans we just do these things Um, we develop these sacred cows or Mm -hmm. these untouchable topics we don't talk about that Um, and part of being human is, is just that so if we are testing the waters by just questioning well let's take a look you creep over to this thing in your mind and you say let's actually look at it how true is it and how do I know whether it's true yeah that's the key and, and first and foremost is a question you asked yourself, which is very valid. How much do I care if what I think is true?
1: Yeah. That's where you fall apart. Right. That's where everything falls apart.
0: And, and when you can ask yourself that question and be honest.
1: Yeah. The honest part. If you're honest, yeah. if you just ask yourself that and like, oh, fuck oh yeah, it, I'm yeah, yeah. doing it. I'm but, killing it, bro.
0: But you don't think There's about room it. Room
1: for no improvement. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So tearing down those sacred cows In that awful way, you know, tearing those down and getting rid of them allows for more growth as a human. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't mean you can't have sacred things in your life.
1: Oh, not even close. Yeah.
0: And, and that's something that I did. That's the last thing I wanted to touch on here. And I'd love to get your perspective on that. Okay. Just because you've torn down the quote unquote sacred cow does not mean that there isn't sacred, uh, concepts in your life.
1: Well, think how scary it is. Like, the death of God and, you know, Nietzsche and all these philosophers that have gone over this idea, it's like their worry is that without a blueprint, Mm -hmm. a a structured communal blueprint uh, for the moral compass, Mm -hmm. that people will delve into whatever, you know, and they'll just make up whatever. And there's some fucking you know, interesting things going on in the world today where people are building new sacred cows around ideas that were unheard of before. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of religious people immediately and non-religious people too, look at it like, well, now there's a void in society, you Mm -hmm. know, 20% more people, 30% more people don't believe in God. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're mad at God. Maybe Mm you don't understand the, whatever. Uh, and they've gone out and they've decided to fill that void with other things with the same flavor and fervor that can be destructive. Mm-hmm. You know, when you listen cause they're in those other things are cult of personalities mm-hmm. and just cults in general and other religions that are weird. Uh, you know, again, political beliefs that you mm-hmm. just put your whole faith into mm-hmm. these political idiots, <laughs> idiots, right. uh, that want to be in charge and all these different things based on our fear. And, uh, we're all circling the drain. Mm. No, I feel I feel good. This has been a tangent, episode.
0: Oh, I, I think this has been a wonderful interview. It's been a lot of fun hanging yeah. out with you it's and been talking fun about hanging these things. Well, hopefully we brought some clarity to some of these individuals that have had some questions. And, <laughs> you know, and if you didn't have any questions, hopefully, you know, we filled in some blanks and didn't provide with questions you with questions but you know hopefully we answered some
1: stuff you didn't ask me about my influences no my f-
0: no i didn't i wanted to i <laughs> got process. right to, i got right to the meat and potatoes of your psyche i don't fucking care who you your musical influences are who, what about my my process or your you writing process about, yeah yeah i don't, I don't care I like about that either together the yeah no, your favorite band. No, I don't care. All right, fine.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thanks. This has been fun. Yes. And this is our Dipshit Files. We'll be back to normal soon.
0: But yeah, next week. Absolutely. Because yeah. I have uh, I have some ideas for that. But this well, week...
1: Me, it was me, the dipshit.
0: I had to. And you're not a dipshit.
1: I, well, it's, that's to be... There's people out there that would disagree. I, well, probably. My father would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people in my family are not on, on the same side
0: as you. Well, yeah, that's probably why you and I get along so well. We're both fucking insane. We're insane. <laughs> in, the membrane. insane B- in, in the brain. Insane in the brain. All right. All right.
1: Well, could, may I take the reins from here?
0: Yes, I opened it. You close it. All right.
1: It. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yes. Uh, thank you to the people that always are helping us from week to week. And you guys know who they are. Mm-hmm. The Trusted Turd Triad. Yes. And that's Don and Chris and Bodie mm-hmm. and many others that so we're going to have to come up with some new.
0: Yeah. We got many th- and we got PJ. Dude. I know. There's uh, just, I mean, we have so many people yeah, who Lucifer, are I mean, all out. of the facts. cats. a light bringer.
1: Dude. We have just a fam it's I,
0: I, we got an awesome fan.
1: it's one of the coolest things and for those of you that aren't you know visible and you know mm-hmm. doing all those things on facebook you're just listening and maybe telling a friend or two yeah that's that's also amazing thank you we've had the biggest month mm-hmm. uh in a time period where podcasts actually don't usually have those kind of things we've right. had huge downloads this month and mm-hmm. it's fucking neat so thank you for that yes and uh yeah so as always we'll you know info at this and patreon that and (laughs) merch there you know lots of dipshit files merch
0: if you have anything that you'd like to say to us about this episode any questions you'd like to ask or any interjection please send uh, your emails to info at scatcast.com I'd love to hear from you Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll talk at you in the future it'll seem like the present bye bye Shit bing, bing bong,
1: bong. <laughs> <laughs>